Welcome to The Digital Divide with me, Linda Antonetti, where we are bridging the gap between social media and connecting with classic communication skills. In my previous episode, we spoke about what schools need to be teaching our children as far as their communication skills. What are some tools that our schools should be giving our students to help them and empower them with great communication skills? What I want to focus on today is what could our schools be pulling back on because what they are doing might be hindering their communication skills. So I have several children. I have three children, one in college, the second one about to go to college, and the third one is still in high school. And what I've noticed during their years in school is how the communication between The school and parents have changed. And yes, technology is a great thing, but the school is using it just to stay continually connected to the parents. So what I've noticed during this time is that rather than speak to my child about what might be going on with them, they will automatically come to me and expect me to be checking the portal, which goes over their grades and goes over their assignments, either daily or weekly. And in my own personal opinion, I feel that this is not helping our children. Now, yes, when our children are in elementary school or even middle school, because that's such a big transition from elementary school to middle school, Of course, they need our help and our guidance as parents. I totally, totally believe in that. But as they enter high school, I do believe that our children need to become more responsible and invested in their own work. So for example, if one of my children was having difficulty in one of their classes, and rather than the teacher speaking to my child first, the teacher proceeded to send me an email. My child, in return, became very upset about this because my child didn't know that there was ever a problem. And I'm glad that my child was able to go to the teacher and say, could you please talk to me first if you have a question or a concern or if there's something I'm not doing right, rather than go to my parents first, give me the opportunity to solve the problem. And right there is the issue. When you go straight to the parents, you're not giving the child the opportunity to have problem solving skills, to figure out what it is that they need to do to get done what they need to get done what the problem is, what the situation is. Right away, you're allowing the parent to intervene in the situation and tell the child what they're supposed to do. We need to set our children up for success, and that includes problem solving. In order to do that, teachers have to know that they need to go to the, or should, in my opinion, go to the child first if there's a problem or a situation. Listen, if it's a child who may be having consistent difficulty, I understand why you might be going to a parent, but my children don't have consistent difficulty, so why would you come to me first? So I think that's something that really um, takes away a learning opportunity for the child when you don't address things with that child head on. 
Also, if they're missing assignments, I, I'm always, I was always constantly told, we'll go on the portal. Can you please tell your child that they have to get it done? Can you please be on top of your child? Please review their work so that you know what they need to do. No. I do not believe in that as a parent, especially as they get older. Again, in elementary school, yes, they need that help. They need that guidance. You need to set them up for success. Let your children know what the expectations are. But by the time they're in high school, they should already know what those expectations are. So I've often told a teacher when they've told me, and I believe I started telling the teachers this in middle school, that don't expect me to go on the parent portal every single day to see what my child's um, assignments are so that they can do it to completion or even check it once a week. I don't do that. As a parent, I am trying to train my children how to be responsible adults. And they're not going to be able to do that if you're not going to hold them responsible. So I was just speaking to one of my friends about this last week. My child's job is to be a student and to get their work done. It is their J-O-B, okay? And they need to get grades that reflect that they have been doing the work that they're supposed to be doing. Now, if they don't do that, there are consequences because I've already put in that time to teach them that there are expectations. The lower our expectations are on our children, on our young adults, the less they're going to do. The higher the expectations are, the more they're going to do. So what I think needs to happen is that I think the teachers just need to have more open communication with their students and put those expectations upon them, make them responsible with that for that. But they need to have that conversation and give the children the opportunity to solve the problem before bringing it to parents because I don't know if there are other parents like me out there. I'm certain there are. When I get a call from the school, I get a knot in my stomach and think, why do I have to deal with this? My children are in high school or now beyond high school. I'm training them to be young, responsible adults. They need to take care of this. So I'm not certain that this constant communication with the parents, holding the parents responsible for the children to get their work done or to study is really helping them. Uh, You know, the constant communication has to be with the students. So while technology is a great thing, I just think it's given way too much access to each other, even, and it goes vice versa. Parents, if your child is having trouble, speak to your child about it rather than going and yelling at the teacher first, okay? Get a better understanding of what the difficulty is for your child. And, you know, sometimes it's it's not always the student's fault. It's not always the teacher's fault. But we need to have an objective perspective on what's going on. And the only way we can do that is with clear communication between you and your child, letting them know what your expectations are, clear communication between the child and the teacher. The teachers need to know what they're, need to let the students know what their expectations are of them and clear communication between you as the parent and your child's teacher. This always happens first semester. Teachers will come at me and start talking to me about what my child is doing wrong. 
And the way I let my children know what my expectations are, I also let the teacher know what my expectations are. And I let them know that I am holding my children responsible. Please speak to them first. And then if we can't get anywhere with that, absolutely reach out to me. But I would like you to give my child the opportunity to do what he or she needs to do first before you come to me. Another thing that I think teachers need to pull back on a little bit is letting a child escape the opportunity to present materials. So I've heard this happen more than once where the child is required to do some sort of presentation. And because the child has some kind of anxiety or is scared to get up in front of people, oftentimes I've heard of the teacher allowing the child not to do that. I really don't think that that is helping the child. I understand you don't want to put them in a position where they're feeling uncomfortable. And believe me, I do come from a place of understanding. I do have a child who has a little bit of a social anxiety, so much so that my child isn't able to sit next to a stranger when we go to a concert. But if you allow them to escape those opportunities to present or speak in front of a group of people, you are robbing them from becoming more and more confident. Instead, help them to prepare for that situation. Help them to prepare for their presentation or what they're going to say to the group rather than allow them to escape that opportunity. This is a life skill that your child is going to need. We are constantly as adults presenting ourselves, whether it's at a job, meeting new people, um, introducing one person to another during a job interview, whether we want to sell something, if you're in sales, You know, we are constantly, constantly presenting ourselves to others, maybe not in such a big way, but when we can do that, when we can present in front of a group of people, it makes it so much easier to be able to speak to people one-on-one or in small groups or in an interview. And teachers, I know sometimes this becomes a battle, not just with the child, but with a parent who insists on allowing their child um, to bypass that presentation that you're asking for. I would just try to encourage the parents and tell them why it is such a necessary skill. It is a life skill and how it will help that child in the future if they can get through this and that you're going to do everything to help them with this project of presenting material. This is also a skill that can be worked on at home with parents. So what parents can do is rather than make the appointments for your children, have your children make the appointments that they need to go to. If they don't know what to say, write a script for them. And small ways teachers can help is by having those students deliver messages within the school um, from one teacher to another or to the office. Just little ways to help them build their confidence so that they can eventually get up and present in front of a group. But it also helps with those life skills as well. One other thing um, that I think teachers may pull back on is 
and I'll leave it at this, is that they need to stop using technology so much to teach. They really need to interact more with their class and talk to them and have conversation about the topic that they're teaching or the subject that they're teaching. I have seen it firsthand from my own children And don't get me wrong, my children have had fabulous, fabulous teachers, teachers that we have an immense amount of gratitude for in how they have taught all of my children. But I've also seen some of their teachers relying on technology to teach the students or to teach my children in particular. And believe it or not, The children find this very, very boring, and they're really not learning as much as if they were talking about it, discussing it. Great. You want the children to watch and experience a video that you have on hand that is relevant to what you're teaching, and that's fabulous. But you also need to take the time to have them ask and answer questions about what it is that they just saw. Make it real for them. If you're just asking your students to watch a video and then answer questions about the video, that's really not teaching from my perspective anyway. I can have them do that at home. You really need to interact with the students more and ask those thought-provoking questions. Have them ask questions. And actually, that is going to help them to remember the material much more than if they are to just watch a video and then answer the questions based on the video. And then not only that, not only helping them to remember... But when you're consistently relying on technology to teach them, that's what they rely on moving forward. And I know this from firsthand experience. When I taught at a college and I was an adjunct instructor, my students expected me to provide them all the material and all the answers through a PowerPoint. That's how they expected me to teach. They didn't expect to have to write anything down. They didn't expect a lot of interaction with me. And I think that is actually doing them a disservice because they're really not remembering what it is that I'm going to teach them. It is much easier to remember things that you discuss, that you talk about, that you have to write down. So those teachers who rely on technology to teach, just Put more of yourself into the teaching and interact with your students. Have an engaging conversation about the topic. If you're not excited about what it is that you're teaching, then you cannot expect your uh, students to be excited about learning it. So this is just my two cents, if it's worth anything, on things that I think teachers and even parents can do to help your students grow and become responsible and become great communicators, even for those students who might have a little bit of social anxiety. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Digital Divide here, where we are bridging the gap between social media and connecting with classic communication skills. I hope you join me here again in a couple of weeks where we continue this conversation on how to help our young adults communicate better. 